We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest you. <laughs> Well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me is my fellow hosts, Daniel. Hi there. And the illustrious, amazing, incredible Ariel. Oh, we were over that. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Uh, so, guys, what are we talking about today? How annoying that intro is. <laughs> Jeez. Shot through the heart. <laughs> We're going to talk about episode two of Infinite Darkness. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> it's been a long night. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. But anyway. Do you ever? No. So we're going to talk about two. Episode two of Infinite Darkness. So, Ariel. You want to take us away? Yeah. On a magic ship. So <laughs> let's talk plot let's. of this episode. So to start with, the episode opens up with a man driving home in a truck, hearing on the radio about the Panamstan provisional government's arrival at Dallas Airport for the upcoming peace talks. As he enters his bedroom, he freezes in place and drops a bag containing vials. Returning to her motel in Washington, D.C. after Spacer's no-show, Claire takes it upon herself to investigate Panamstan. Reviewing news footage and newspaper clippings, she pieces the info together on a wall. Among this information is the controversy surrounding the U.S. intervention, such as allegations of it being orchestrated simply to intimidate the Chinese. Moving on, she begins looking at the men who served, only to find that out of the seven mad dogs who returned to their barracks in Texas, five have committed suicide recently. In a flashback to 2000, the mad dogs have dropped from their helicopter and have made it to Alpha 2's crash site, taking fire from the insurgents on the way. They rescue an injured soldier, Jun C, who was crippled in the crash and needs to be carried out but find no other signs of life. When reinforcements arrive with a rocket launcher, the mad dogs take shelter in a nearby building. Unable to make contact with HQ, they reluctantly agree to walk the 70 miles back to their base when nightfall arrives. The scene cuts to some time later as the mad dogs return to base with June C sealed in a body bag despite clearly being alive. They talk about how they narrowly escaped the city as it was destroyed by MK-77s and suspect they interfered in a classified operation involving 
augmented soldiers and might be murdered to cover it up. While talking, they're interrupted by Shen Mei, then a war officer serving as a radio operator. Shen Mei inquires about their radio communications made during the mission, letting slip that they were being deliberately ignored when trapped in the city. Back on the submarine, Jason begins to open up to Leon about his days in the army, with Leon being all too familiar with dealing with zombies. They have separate views of things, however, when Jason describes the bombing of Raccoon City as a necessary operation to save the United States, Leon pushes back, still bitter over the army's cowardly withdrawal from Raccoon City. The submarine is unexpectedly rocked, and Leon and Jason head to the bridge to investigate, only to find the bridge crew have been killed. While Leon heads over to the engineering section, Jason meets up with Shen Mei en route to the vessel's midget submarine, an advanced seal delivery system. They then run into three surviving crewmen. The two agents murdered them and enter the craft. Leon, meanwhile, arrives at the engineering section to find the engineers have also been killed, finding mutant rats had burrowed into their bodies, which is super gross. As it is unsafe to use firearms on board a sub, Leon chooses instead to seal them behind a hatch. When a self-destruct system is triggered, Leon runs out to the ASDS, electrocuting another swarm of rats on the way. When Leon reaches the ASDS, Shen Mei puts a gun to his head, but is ordered not to by Jason. The two escape with Leon as their prisoner, bound for Shanghai as their mothership explodes. Its destruction is quickly noticed even in Washington, and Graham is notified of both the unexplained disappearance and a Chinese fleet being redirected to its last known location. The ASDS reaches Shanghai, and Shen Mei, Jason, and Leon head over to a safe house that was set up for their mission. Leon suspects the two are traitors who are working for the Chinese, and though Jason instead tells him he is working to expose a conspiracy within the government, he doesn't believe it. The discussion turns violent, with both men reaching for their guns. Leon comes out the victor, with Jason sustaining a gunshot wound to the chest, but their fight has given Shen Mei time to escape. Dun dun dun. That is the plot of episode two. Hmm. <laughs> I have thoughts. You have thoughts? I have thoughts. Interesting. Huh. I have thoughts. Hmm. I'm going to let Daniel go first, though. What are your thoughts on this episode? It was good. <laughs> to oh, an extent. Oh, oh. But a lot of information wasn't classified in this episode. Oh, my gosh. Can we talk about the... Uh, the whole really dark vibe that old boy gave off when he got woke up by Leon. Yeah, he was having a classified dream. Do you know where the word fear comes from? That we only had to hear twice. Yes. It's almost like the writers were like, probably shouldn't have had it said on the sub. Way better to have it said in the apartment building. They had to get the build up. 
So we start it now. We won't explain what we mean, but later mm-hmm. we'll explain it. It still was a great, great line, though. I think they were pushing it on us. <laughs> Ariel, what are your thoughts on this episode? I have a question for you, Aaron. Go for it. Do you know where the root of terror comes from? <laughs> That's what it was. That's the line. Fear. <laughs> Gosh. It was a great line. I mean, it was a great line, but the placement was weird. Mm -hmm. I could have had a better placement for that. Sit down. (laughs) Right after Leon said, do you want to talk about it? He goes, sit down. (laughs) And it starts on that monologue like, what? (laughs) This guy's something else. Maybe Jason was trying to intimidate him. I don't think it worked because uh, I mean he ended up with a bullet in his chest not Leon you know what else we got this episode mm. a new B.O.W. oh we did Ugh. oh so Daniel gross, gross 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 before we continue our discussion part of this episode you want to cover uh, the new B.O.W. we got yeah, so this was, uh, they just titled it as the Rat B.O.W. Why is it unknown how rats became infected, or indeed what with, it's clear that they became far more aggressive and rabid, having a desire to eat flesh, as well as attacking creatures far bigger than themselves. Their fur also becomes a lot more matted and coarse, and their eyes take on a bright red hue. Due to the amount encountered on the submarine, it's likely that they adapted to multiply from the consumption of human corpses. This is further backed up as we see floods of them coming out of the mouth of one of the submarine crew. Which, yeah, definitely we did see that. Mm, oh, good one. He was being chased by tons of rats. I don't think there's enough flesh there to make that many rats. That is mostly what I have on them. Hopefully they were all destroyed in the submarine explosion. Maybe, so gross. maybe one got on the little mini sub. Ugh. Gross, gross. I take it you weren't a fan I don't like rats I like pet rats you know the cute ones in the cage not like feral fucking rats and add on like flesh eating rats no nope I'm done nope Nope. warning rats can only be killed by fire extinguishers squash and electrocuting the fuck out of them. I loved that. <laughs> I hope that wasn't any important system that they needed to eject the mini sub. Didn't so. seem so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We're going to talk about all that kind of stuff when we come back from the mid break. I do have a new, I guess, a new character. Junsi, but I don't really want to talk about him yet. He will pop up more in another episode, so I think when he does pop up, I will actually talk about him. But what I will say is Junsi is Shunmei's brother. Mm-hmm. Of course, when we see him in the episode. He was alive, and then he was carried in a body bag, so the assumption's that he's dead, yet it's moving around, so we can make the assumption that he's a zombie. But 
you know. So I'm not going to go too much into him yet. He will pop up in another episode. So I'll really go into depth with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we can get to our discussion part of the episode. I think it's time we cut to our mid-break. Well, here we are at the middle of the episode. Ariel. Yep. Really nothing to say. This is the time we thank our patrons. Oh, look at you. (sighs) Our patrons, like our VIP patrons, Cerberus91, Chaotic Kia, Chris Slate, Christopher Gurley, Donnie Shanks, Naked Mango, Pocket Comet, and William Jackson. And of course, we can't forget our other patrons, like our all-access patrons, Edward Parks, Remington Cloutier, uh, and then we have our official patrons. Ariel, would you like to take a guess at the first one? My Afro ate my dog. My Afro ate my dog. Yes, that's such an awesome name. <laughs> and uh, Philip A. Halbert. So thank you to all our patrons. Yes, thank you very much. And also thank you to our listeners. Yes. Because without you, we wouldn't have a show. Bingo. So with that being said, Ariel, would you bring us for our med break? Well, I might have read an article, (gasps) much like I always do. But that's not true. Comes from Polygon. (laughs) And the title is Capcom's Resident Evil 4 remake looks scary, good, and new footage. So, as all of you know now, the Resident Evil showcase came out Thursday. And, oh, it's fucking badass. So, (laughs) we got a new trailer, too, that offered a peek at the new RE4's take on Ada, Ashley, the merchant, Mendez, and that creepy weirdo, Salazar. (laughs) Salad bar. Yeah. And it showed the terrifying changes to the Ganados who swarm and flank our hero, Leon, in new ways, which, yes, yes, they're faster. (laughs) They're they're just a lot more terrifying. And now Leon has a new ability, the chainsaw paring knife. (laughs) I remember when you told me about this and you were like, how is that possible? I was like, "Eh." it's possible. (laughs) So the merchant is back. Thankfully. Yes. Because it wouldn't be RE4 without the merchant. And he's once again asking, what are you buying? And what are you selling? Yes. In the remake's case, the latter now includes gems that players can pawn to buy upgrades, weapons, and other items. New footage also shows off Leon's attache case, within which players can still do their Tetris. RE4 is coming out on March 24th, 2023. What? So yeah, definitely. Watch the trailer if you haven't yet. It's freaking awesome watch the gameplay footage because it's freaking awesome except there's a sad part that devastates me what's that the dog oh i haven't seen it yet don't ruin it the the dog the doggo everyone's gonna know the 
dog. I saw a news article and I avoided it like a, the plague. Yeah, that's the dog. But anyways, that's all I got. Oh, so uh, Daniel, what did you bring for us this week? Supposed to bring something this week too? Oh, yes, every week. Darn it. <laughs> so have you ever wanted to dress like Leon? Yes. <laughs> in his White House suit that he wore in the first episode. If so, you can go to lolitainside.com. But wait, he doesn't look good in the suit. That's not my problem, is it? It's as <laughs> if you want to dress like him, isn't it? That's what Claire says. He's probably just not, it's not tight enough, remember? Yeah, or leather. Maybe he's got leather on underneath it. <laughs> what is going on? But the name of this item is the Biohazard Resident Evil Infinite Darkness Leon Scott Kennedy Halloween Blue Clothing Cosplay Costume Dark Blue Suit Top. It's a lot. <laughs> that is a mouthful. So right now it is on that website, lolitainside.com. It looks like it's on sale right now for $79.50, which looks like it is 50% off currently because it's normally $158.99. does ship from China, so I am not for sure what your shipping cost may cost on that. But it is currently on that website. So if you want to dress like Leon in the first episode of Infinite Darkness, you certainly can. We'll share that in the show, the show notes. <sighs> Seems like we're just on a Leon kick tonight. I mean, that's quite all right with me. <laughs> so um, I do have something myself that deals with the Resident Evil 4 remake. And it's uh, that we finally got a deluxe and collector's edition release. And we know it's going to be in the collector's edition. Yes. And I'm going to go over that with uh, with everyone tonight. So. If you want to get your Resident Evil Collector's Edition, most stores as of this point have it available for pre-order. I know most certainly that GameStop has it ready for pre-order. And uh, the pre-order price is about $250. And uh, ooh, is it a doozy with what you get in it. So the Collector's Edition, you're going to get the game and a steel book. You're going to get an extra DLC pack code digital soundtrack for the RE4 game, a Resident Evil 4 Leon S. Kennedy figure, the art book, a poster, which is the map of RE4, and a lovely box decorated like a travel trunk. In addition, we have what the DLC is going to be. And it is none other than costumes, filters, and some lovely little items. So the first costume we're going to get is Leon and Ashley in their casual wear. And right now we just know what the Leon character model is going to look like. Leon is in a, looks like a bomber jacket, some kind of some just dressed down jeans and sneakers. He's just kind of his chill mode. And then we have the other costumes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, so we have our romantic Leon and Ashley. And uh, Leon, how did you... What did you call this costume? Uh, Lestat. 
He looks just like Lestat. <laughs> the Lestat costume. Uh, we have the hero Leon outfit, and that comes with a hero filter, which brightens up the imagery. And uh, it's he's he's in some he's in some leathers. Looks like a musketeer. He does look like a musketeer. And then we have our villain Leon outfit and filter. And I will say the filter for the villain Leon is pretty awesome because it gives everything like this red hue. And I will go as far as to say I have to agree with Ariel. The villain outfit is pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely emo Leon. (laughs) I'm getting kind of like a Devil May Cry vibe off of this costume. Yeah, definitely. So some items you're going to get. We're going to get some weapons with this. We're going to get the Sentinel-9, which is a handgun, and the Skull Shaker, which looks like a... uh, I want to say it's a shotgun. Yeah. Um, So you're going to get those. You're also going to get a treasure map, which is an expansion map. And this unlocks additional treasures that you cannot find with the other maps obtained in-game. New treasures. We're also going to get some very Wesker vibe sunglasses. And we're going to get the original RE4 soundtrack swap pack. So this means we can swap back to the original RE music. Oh, that's cool. So all of this is contained in the deluxe and the collector's edition, but you'll only be able to get the other things we've mentioned through the collector's edition. The deluxe is going to run you about $70, whereas the, like I said before, the collector's edition is going to run you about $250. So, okay, they haven't released the images of Ashley's costumes yet. I still hold out hope that... One of them is the suit of armor. Maybe we'll get it for the hero costume. (laughs) Hopefully, because I don't want to play the romantic one. Uh, I'm really upset that we don't have Gangsta Leon anymore. Yeah, I mean, but that it could be the hero. It could be the villain. I don't know. I just hope one of those actually has a suit of armor. Come on now, guys. Well, we also have to keep in mind that this is the DLC costumes. Maybe they kept the original costumes as like you beat the game reward. Okay. All right. I can see that. So. Okay. <sighs> I'm anxious to see too if they keep the Chicago typewriter. <sighs> they better. I hope because that's my favorite weapon of all time. Ever. I can't. I can't wait till we go back to the video game episodes and talk about the weapons because I want to hear all your love for the Chicago typewriter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Also, like, they haven't. Okay, I get it that they still time and I know they're going to release more trailers later on. But so far, no mention of the island and uh, no mention of Krauser. Yeah, they better not kick Krauser out. I don't think they will. I bet they're saving it for another trailer closer to the release date. I sure hope so. Because those are two some of the very most iconic moments in the RE4 game. Yeah, I mean if they do away with Krauser the main part of him was in the island but 
I hope they don't get rid of the island. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, but we'll see, I guess. I'm still <laughs> super excited about it. And happy birthday to me. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's already pre-ordered. <laughs> the for, collector's edition. For those of you who don't know, uh, it is... Or it was, as soon as this episode comes out, Ariel's birthday on the... 25th. 25th. So, uh, happy belated birthday to you, Ariel. Woohoo! I get the collector's edition. <laughs> so, uh, with all that being said, I think that brings us to the end of the mid-break. And we'll roll right into discussion. Speaking of rolling... Oh, okay. You want some dice? I would love dice. Yeah, so head on over to Metallic Dice Games using our link in the show notes below. And you can save yourself 10% off. I'm just saying. I can't wait for the Resident Evil themed ones. Um, Yeah, if they come out with Resident Evil themed ones, I will be the first one to purchase those. <laughs> the first one. Let's go. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> and I get to save 10% off when I buy them. So. You do? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you to our sponsor, Metallic Dice Games. And an even bigger thank you if you make Resident Evil themed dice. <laughs> and on that note, it's time to come back from our mid-break. Yeah! Well, now that we're back from our mid-break, we're at the end of the episode, which means discussion time. Yeah, it was all right. The end. Bye, guys. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're not getting off that easy. So, uh, okay. I'm going to start this with a question. Up until this point in the series, the only B.O.W. we've seen is a basic zombie. How did you two feel with the reveal of the rat zombie? Grossed out. I was ready for a new B.O.W. Let's go. Or newer, I should say, because I think there's been rats in the past in the games, but <laughs> not like B.O.W. B.O.W. Not like truth or your esophagus? No, I think they've just been normal, like, let's cause a inconvenience rats. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I mean, yeah, I did like the reveal of rats. Because uh, it's not just zombies now. Now we get creatures. And whoever launched that attack, I will have to say, I think it was extremely creative to use the rats instead of just injecting some of the crew members and making them B.O.W.s, you know, zombies. Ugh. Thought it was a little bit more of a creative approach. The interesting thing, though, that I thought, and maybe not, not enough time had passed, but and the rats chewed on the people none of them turned yeah that's what I thought weird yeah cause I was waiting I was waiting for them to start turning so I mean I guess you could say well not enough time had passed but a lot of the times it's like somebody dies and they instantly come back so I don't know I thought that was weird mhm yeah, because right now we only have really variants of the T virus at this moment. I don't think the because animality virus doesn't exist yet. 
Ouroboros. I don't think it's a thing yet. I don't think it is either. Not the, the Ouroboros. I don't think it's... Because this takes place after 4, but before 5. Yeah, so we don't have the T... Uh, T Phobos? Yeah, T Phobos. But that would only have affected the people. I don't think it affects... Would affect rats. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's engineered T-Virus in some way. I want to know more about these rats. Oh, you can't. They're blown up now. So... <laughs> Sorry it was a one-time you. thing. Boom. Uh, I just want to say, from episode one, I knew Jason and Junmei were sus. Oh, big time sus. It's classified. It's classified. Mm, I, I, you know, and <laughs> if you didn't get that vibe before in the White House, you definitely should have gotten that vibe when he was like, "It's classified," and she was like, "No, okay." Well, she didn't even say anything. She just sat there. But she had that, like, meh look on her face. Like, what? So, yeah, like, and then, of course, the scene with, like, the um, going back to when they were in Panamstan. And then Shunmei comes in. Like, yep, that's when they met each other. Shady little sus characters. <laughs> I mean, it does kind of fit the description here. They did go and murder crew members. It's, that's very um, among us. Maybe one of them is the rat. I guarantee it. <laughs> Imposter. Imposter. They didn't vent though, so they I was a little disappointed. To, they wanted to vent Leon. Yeah, they wanted yeah. And so uh Ariel wasn't surprised by the reveal, but how are you when that first that reveal first happened for you, Daniel? Yeah, I don't know. I was I was not expecting Shimei to go the same route as him. Because for a while I thought maybe she was just like, We gotta do the job. She was didn't care if it was classified, you know, you're gonna find out. She's to the letter, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it was. And then when she came in there and she had no problem, uh, you know, knifing dude, I was like, yeah, I think there's some issue here. Because you went from, like, White House security to protecting the country to now you didn't show me these crew members were treasonous. So why are you killing them? Unless, like, she knew, oh, they're already infected. That would have been, <laughs> no, that would have been the only saving thing if they could have proved that they were infected. I mean, at that point, you don't know, but like, it clearly was them just murdering them. But I don't think the rats cared if they're dead or not. Nom, 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 nom. So, um, moving on from the, you know, kind of treachery of the ship, we're gonna move straight into the hotel room. Uh, with the uh, Fred suspect wall. <laughs> I would never He would never Hmm That was kind of cool though But Daniel did bring up a good point When we were watching the episode That she was poking holes in the hotel wall <laughs> She's not getting her deposit back <laughs> Yeah 
Claire uh, mm, dropping the ball there. She has no concern for other people's property. The whole, uh, as of right now, knowing that all but two team members from the original team in Pan Amstan have committed suicide. That does bring a lot to question, especially with the flashback we had from Jason dropping syringes of some kind. Well, yeah, because that that's his nightmare. And but then he was telling Leon it was, you know, about the war. So he ain't really talked about it yet. He <laughs> I don't know if he ever will be. Fear. <laughs> it's classified. It's classified. Fear is classified. Fear is classified. Uh, so, uh, you know, Claire's, Claire's figuring some things out. She doesn't really know much yet. She's uh, she's sussing them out. But uh, that brings us to the, uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess we call it a safe house? Yeah, that's what they called it. Yeah. So uh, the whole weapons and ammunition and stuff doesn't really surprise me. What did surprise me, though, was the. I guess the interaction between Jason and Leon. Leon is a much better Roland. <laughs> Gunslinger. I knew I knew that's where you're going with. it. <laughs> yeah. But before we get to the gunslinging action. Uh, what about the uh, the whole? They really brought him back with them. I think the intention was for Leon to like help them. I think that's why Jason was like, you know what, dude's proven himself. Let's use him. But then Leon's like, fuck you. I'm gonna report you. Have fun going to jail. So then you know that it all fell through. But I think Jason was actually just wanting him to join them and help them. Hmm. He probably would have killed Leon afterwards, but used him while he could. To me, it felt very much. I don't know. You'd think. As I watched that, I kind of felt like Jason should know what kind of person Leon is. And Leon isn't going to go against the government so much as he was willing to go against Raccoon City. I I think Jason's too arrogant to actually believe somebody has that much uh, you know justice <laughs> doing the right thing I think he's that arrogant that he doesn't believe people actually have a conscience and like a good moral compass yeah I get that I, I can get where you'd get that vibe you know thinking about it now I mean the whole spiel on terror twice in a row I mean he kind of gave that vibe of people are just sheeps mm-hmm yeah, I, I think he was just that arrogant that he would that he believed Leon would help them. Like he could spin a tail and make Leon. 
kind of feel for him and yeah something like that mm. yeah what are your thoughts Danny well I think he basically worded it wrong not that he used the wrong words but like how he went about it like he could have catered to something else in Leon's personality like to the whole if he's trying to say the government's doing this big conspiracy or whatever it is you know within the government how he probably went about it is he used the wrong like excuse for it he could have gone a different route with, with his words and was like, yeah, this is why you should help us. Or, you know what I mean? Or maybe not mm. say this is what we're doing. Start out like feeling him out like this is I want to see what he how he's going to react to this. Be like, we think there might be a conspiracy in the government. Not like we know there's conspiracy in the government. This is why we're opposing them. It's like you need to fill out how Leon's going to react. And that way, if Leon's like. Well, I would never go against the government. Oh, no, neither would we. We, we wouldn't do anything like that. I feel like he could have, uh, you know, not murdered the entire submarine crew. Probably would have been on Leon's good side. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Jason said it himself. Kill a few, save the many. Yeah, but I don't think they needed to die. Like, they were just the... That's like killing your taxi driver when you're going to go and bomb an evil corporation. Like, the taxi driver didn't have anything to do with it. I mean, I'm, I agree that they shouldn't have killed him. I get that. But I think it was more just to keep pushing that whole China's against us thing. Because that at that point, they could pinpoint or they could point fingers at um, China for destroying the submarine. Yeah. I just... I just feel... I can't get over that whole kill the taxi driver thing. You know? Well, I mean, yeah. I was saying it's bad. Well, yeah, but... I'm just saying I, that they did that to so people could point the fingers and start this whole war on China for absolutely no reason. To kind of be the distraction mm. while they, you know, fuck around in the background. Yeah, I could get that. So, with all that being said, is there anything else about this episode we want to talk about? It's classified. We don't talk about Bruno. We'll talk about Jason. <laughs> nope, that's, that's basically it. So without giving too much away of what you've already seen, Ariel, do you think Jason will make a return? Yeah. <laughs> I won't go into why, but yeah. But he was shot to the heart and Leon's to blame. He gives love a bad name. Well, he does. <laughs> well, if there's nothing else to discuss, I think that is the perfect point to end this episode. So thank you all for listening. Goodbye. Tune in next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye there. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RE Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.